is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do all the things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. My guest today is Zach Montroy, the founder and CEO of the Intention Collective. He's a leadership team coach for over two decades of experience. So today we are going to talk about team building and how to grow and scale companies with health, sustainability, and exceptional leadership. So stay tuned. This, this is something that you interesting about. So please welcome Zach here to Get Unstuck Radio. Hi, Zach. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, wow, I'm looking forward to talk to you about this because I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, me too. So before we start, Um, how you started this entrepreneurial journey, though? Yeah, I my, my entrepreneurial journey started a little differently. I started within companies, so I worked in a COO role for a lot of different years. Before that, was leading HR and teams, and always felt like you know an entrepreneur, but within the context of a larger team. Uh, but didn't really have words to that, and. It actually was taking the Colby assessment that really helped me understand. I I really have this you know passion and giftedness for starting new things and innovating and really sort of seeing what what should be you know what should come next what what is going to come next. But always thought that that was going to be on a team and so served on you know different teams had different com you know was at different companies for a lot of years. And you know, finally, uh, you know, earlier this year, decided it was time to go out on my own, and uh, really felt passionately about the way uh, that we do our consulting work, um, the way that we, you know, really embed ourselves in with teams to help them grow and scale. Uh, so that sort of led to me starting the Intention Collective, hiring some amazing people, and it's been a great journey so far. Yeah, I I hear that you uh, you work in CEO. As a COO and also HR, do you think these two departments, like this, is something that I also like having a battle in my mind? Like it's so overlapping somehow, mm -hmm. but you also have to separate. But how can you work together easier between these two departments, like managing people and also operation? Yeah, it, it's been interesting. All uh, my experience has primarily been in service-based uh, companies and organizations, and you know, I, I think that oftentimes operations does try to separate out. Like we have operations and we have people, and really, even if you are a product company, in the end, we exist, work here, and we, you know, people are a 
the most important part of our operations. And so you can't ever really separate those two things out. I also really did not have a great passion around, you know, the compliance side of HR. Obviously, it's very necessary. My passion really lied around how do we develop people? How do we care for people? How do we create a great culture? And so when we paired that into, you know, our daily operating practices as an organization, what that ended up resulting in was we had habits around our values. We had plans uh, to help grow and develop our people. We really helped everyone on our team understand their unique, you know, giftedness, their unique ability, their working genius to really help put that to work for the overall vision. And so, uh, to me, you ha- those two departments have to integrally be tied together. Otherwise, you're not going to have a strong performing team or organization with a strong and healthy culture. Do you think between improving these two parts when the company is still small and about to scale versus when it's already scaling but like having conflict inside, which one actually easier to like uh distill somehow i don't think either are easy i think the work of creating a strong and healthy team and strong and healthy culture is always challenging difficult work because there's always something to be done there's always something on fire in the entrepreneurial journey there's always the whirlwind of everything going on in the life of our companies and our own personal lives And so, you know, the intentionality of doing it when you're starting out is a great thing. And it's also hard. It takes investment of time and energy and dollars. And if you wait too long, it's really hard when you're you're scaling a company and you look to you look at your culture and you say, this is not the kind of company I wanted to create. This is not the kind of culture that I even want to work in. And we're growing just for the sake of growth. And, you know, soon I'm going to look around me and no one's going to be here anymore. I'm going to really not be proud of what we've created. Um, So I would say making the investment on the front end, I I don't know that it's easier, um, but I think it's less painful in the long run. Mm, So be selective since the beginning is actually better in your opinion then. Yeah, it's always hard to, you know, I mean, you when you when you've got to kind of correct something, that's always a challenging thing. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons we call ourselves the intention collective is I think healthy leadership, healthy teams come with intentionality. And so it, it really being intentional about who you surround yourself with, what you pursue, um, what we're investing our time and energy behind. Can you can you explain more about that? Why why we have to like really focus on intention then? Since you even named the company Intention Collective, why is so important? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a word I overuse. So as I was thinking about a name for our team, you know, I I talk about intentionality all the time. I don't think I don't think much good comes in life without intentionality. I don't think healthy relationships come when you're not intentional. I don't think healthy business relationships come when you're not intentional. Certainly growth does not come. You know, it's few and far between when you hear about companies just scaling and growing without being intentional around their strategy or intentional around their offerings or the people that they're hiring. And so I 
the 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 work that we help do with companies really is how do you grow and scale a company but at the same time be growing and scaling a company that is marked by health and purpose and courage and that takes great intentionality because you know the world tells us you can have one or the other you can have a healthy healthy company that's scaling or you can have a healthy culture but likely you're probably not going to be growing um at least very quickly and we believe you can have both we believe if you are intentional about your leadership intentional about your culture you can have both things so if we want both things what should we plan on doing then since like at the time that like a small business like a small team let's say right now we are like about five members how we how we should start thinking about that yeah i mean i think when when we're when whenever we are talking about growing and scaling a healthy company we really always come back to six fundamental issues um when we when we look at the growth and scalability of a company we look at the design of the team the design of the company you know how are we moving together we look at the cadence the pace in which we're moving and are we paying to, paying attention to the most important metrics in the life of the organization so what is what's our scorecard what's our scoreboard we know we all play the game differently when we're keeping score so those are the systems that we really have to be intentional about getting clear on how we're moving as a team and company you know are we moving at the same pace are we focused on the same and right things and are we keeping score of the right leading metrics and then you know on the the healthy culture side where are we going what's the vision is there something in that for everyone on the team do they know where we're going by when and and why we're going there um i love the thomas edison quote he says a vision without execution is hallucination um we have to in and i would say even oftentimes there's no vision at companies we we're, we just show up and punch the clock proverbially but we're not actually we don't actually know what what we're doing and why we're doing it and then knowing who we are what are our values what's our identity what are we best in the world at what fuels our economic engine and then on the people side do we have the right people growing and healthy on the team so that system side the, the sort of heart and soul of the organization that's what it takes for healthy growth and, and that's what we really help teams focus on and what do you think that it would be something that could sabotage this growth then in the team environment what could be something that slow it down or like becoming something itchy within the environment yeah i mean oftentimes good teams good companies stall out over a couple things right when we look at you know the the culture the people inside it is really easy for bad habits to take hold unhealthy patterns to take hold of what's going on in the team culture always defaults to the worst behavior that we allow so if we are not constantly and actively working on the culture of our team it can actively um be working against us say we that again can you repeat that sentence again yeah so if we are not actively working on the culture of our company the culture of our team it can actively be where it will likely be actively working against us so we have to make sure make certain that we are 
really making sure that we are, you know, actively working on building a healthy culture. I think also having the wrong people in the wrong seats, you know, what got us here is not going to be what gets us to the next level. So we have to constantly be growing and leveling up together as an organization. And um, I think as well, when it comes to right people, you know, in the right seats, do are we really thinking about what the future of our structure of our team looks like? Um, are we helping people level up into the roles that they're going to, you know, that they're in, that they're going to continue to be in? And, you know, uh, under that sort of guise of what got us here is not going to be what gets us there. We really have to actively be looking at how are we, you know, how are we setting ourselves up from a structure perspective, from a systems perspective, and working on the right things towards healthy growth together as a team? Yeah, you mentioned, yeah, I agree. I think I still have that issue, professional growth, right? The career path that you need to have like a increased training for the skill set that, okay, the higher, the higher level of your team members, this is the next level of the skill that they require to, to move to the next level. And it is hard to know how long it would take for certain person personally, um, that they would require to adapt into the new skill set. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we're all on that journey, right? We're all on the journey, hopefully, of growing and skilling ourselves up for what is going to or what needs to come next. I think that that, you know, when it comes to intent, you know, that word around intentionality, that we're having those conversations with our team on a regular basis. You know, where where do you feel like you're at as far as career paths go? Um, how can I be equipping you? Where do you want to grow? What resources can I give you in your personal growth? Um, I want people on my team to be thinking that way. You know, if we're not growing, we're probably stagnant. So how do we make sure that we're always sort of encouraging and pushing ourselves towards healthy growth individually? Because that's ultimately where we see healthy traction coming from as a team, right? If every individual's unique ability and unique genius is tied to the overarching vision of the organization. So regarding to culture, so when we're talking about small business, like really small here, because here, like uh, at least uh, the audience here is more like towards lifestyle business. So it's not mm. really the big, company anyway um, so it would be like a small team with high profit margin it would be that way so um, the owner or the bis yeah the owner business owner mm -hmm. um, does the company culture has to be similar to the owner cultures um, so you're asking like does the company culture need to be similar to like what the owner values or how the owner treats other yeah. people? Um, I that? mean usually usually there's some pretty tight alignment there, right? You know, a, a business owner usually is creating an organization and they want certain things to be true. I think that there are different iterations of a company's growth where it's not uh, obviously, when you're in, you know, when you're at sort of that stage two level growth, you're hopefully empowering a leadership team 
to be leading the team. Obviously, the the owner should be speaking into the values and habits underneath. Um, you know, if the question behind the question is, are there if there are unhealthy things that are true about the owner's leadership mm. that need to be addressed, hopefully they have a coach, hopefully they have the right people around them that are helping them work on those issues. Because yes, yeah, speed of the leader, speed of the team, as John Maxwell has said, if the if the you know the owner of the team, the owner of the company um is uh is not living into creating a healthy culture, there are unhealthy things around that person's leadership, then certainly that that's going to bleed over into the team. And that needs to, it's, it's on us as business owners to address those issues and be working on those things. I love what Brene Brown says, who we are is how we lead. If we are not inwardly sound as a leader, if we're not others focused especially as the owner of a company, there's no way we can expect a healthy culture around that. Mm. And it is true that the how the owner feels somehow that the team members also feel different because there are many times that the whole team members also quit at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, Gallup, as Gallup has said before in, in their research, people do, on, on the, the whole, people don't leave businesses, they tend to leave managers, they tend to leave their leaders. Um, if, if there's, you know, a mass exodus happening around a leader, there certainly is a conversation that likely should be had with that person. Mm, interesting. And if, I mean, I'm just keep asking, because this is something that I'm curious. No, if, the on, if the owners know, in case that they know that they are not a good managers and they already think about exit plan that they don't want to manage this business what should be the next move yeah they should they should hire a leadership team um they should hire someone to come and operate their business for them or they should sell it i mean i would say like we we've worked with a lot of owners of companies that are like i don't feel like i should be leading this team anymore i want to step into a visionary role or you know, I don't feel equipped to be leading this anymore. And, and, and is this something I should hand over to my team or hand over to my leadership team or hire, you know, a CEO and COO to run the day-to-day of the business? And absolutely. I mean, that's part of figuring out like your unique ability and, and giftedness as a, you know, owner of a company as well. Those certainly should and can be on the table. You have to, again, be intentional about that. You can't just, you know, advocate responsibility without giving authority to the right people, um, that can be a really unhealthy thing. I'm going to hire this person to come in and run the company, but I'm not really giving them the authority and autonomy to to make decisions. Well, that's not going to result in anything healthy for the team, right? So we've got to make sure, again, right, right people, right seats, doing the right things. So overall, what do you think that leadership really means in the mm. company? I always go back to Brene Brown's definition of leadership. Um, I, I, I love it so much. I think it speaks to the growth mindset that leaders should have. It speaks to the fact that leadership is a skill. It's not a trait that you're born with. And her definition of leadership is, uh, you know, a leader is anyone who sees potential in people, in processes and ideas, and has the courage to develop that potential. So, you know, I think our job as leaders, and that really kind of even goes back to this idea of our, our job as leaders is to serve those around us, to empower those around us, 
to be raising up those around us. And, uh, you know, as a leader, I should be others focused and I need to be doing the work for myself on myself that I'm showing up in a healthy way every day. I talked to you before offline about growing the company and growing the team at the same time. I have these scenarios. I, I think this is something that is always happening. So when you when you organizing the operation part, and then you need to make sure that the team member can, is able to catch up, and it's always there is a delay on the testing part. Whether you should like let the whole team doing the same thing or like some test subject, you know, like. Open to the some certain level if they can do it or not. If not, shall we like expand the level of usage, or uh, mm. something like that? So, how can we do this in the easier way of transitioning in in the, in terms of like um, ERP integration or something that back ends easier that not having to deal with a uh, learning curve issue as much hmm. somehow, which is, I think I find this is very challenging. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it is. It for, you know, <laughs> Growth is always challenging because it stretches us, right? And growth always comes at the edge of what we're comfortable with. And I think growth always requires a great deal of vulnerability, right? I. Um, you know, what I've found in research would say one of the greatest fears that we have in the workplace is the fear of irrelevance. And mm -hmm. so when we are growing and stretching ourselves, when we're growing and stretching other employees, that's a really vulnerable thing because I can feel very irrelevant. I can feel like what I bring to the table, my skills are not good enough. And it's not that they're not good enough because we, we need you to bring all of your experience and skills and we need to learn this new thing and we need to be skilling ourselves up. I mean, none of us were probably preparing ourselves for AI entering the workplace five years ago, and yet now it's in front of us. And so how do we make sure that we are open to growth, we're receptive to growth, we're receptive to feedback? And I think as employers that we are being really clear and really kind around our expectations, um, that my expectation of you is not just to get comfortable and you know be okay with mediocrity, um, and it's not okay to just stay stagnant. We have to be learning and growing. And also, I can't expect you, you know, to work 60 hours a week. That's not an expectation that I have of you either. So how do, again, how do we do this in a healthy way? And that's a give and take. And that's a conversation that's individualized with every employee. But most of the time as employers, we're not taking the time to actually have those conversations. We are just projecting expectations without the conversation, without the clarity. And then we're disappointed in people when they meet our, you know, uh, uncommunicated expectations of them and we get frustrated and really that's on us. We've not been clear. We've not um, held ourselves accountable to communicate, I think, with clarity with our teams. Coming back to those who still thinking that they are still working in the business, like they're still working a lot inside the business and they're starting to um, want to buy back their time or want to reprioritize their workload or something. Is there any recommendation that you want to share? Yeah, we have a, a blog post. There's a great tool called the Eisenhower Matrix that, you know, basically you kind of do a time on it for yourself and say, 
what am I, where am I spending my time? And then, you know, prioritize what's urgent, not urgent, what's important, not important. And you kind of divide that up into those axes. And I think really there, we, we, we start to figure out what are we, what am I spending time on? That's, you know, just sort of part of the pylon that we've always done or, you know, as we look at our week, what's important, what's not important. One other tool that I use is uh, the full focus planner. Uh, this is what I keep all of my sort of notes and I, I have a calendar that's on Google, but um, as far as task list and things that I, I am accountable to do, I do it in here because it's a pain to carry stuff over day to day. And as you're doing that, you know, you're starting to say like, what can I delegate or what, what should I just stop doing? So I think that there's some tools like that out there, full focus planner, Eisenhower matrix, doing a time audit that really can help you focus on spending your time in your unique genius. Mm. So what about your, tell me more about your intention collective, like, Sure. Yeah, we uh, were sorry, say that again. What is your service? Like, what do you have? Yeah. I see that like, uh, there are many things interested. We do. Yeah, our primary focus is helping grow and scale healthy companies. And so underneath that, uh, you know, the one of the, the big things that we offer and do is help on the strategic planning side. We always start with a 360 on the business to really help us help you uncover you know, when we look at sort of the data around um, healthy growing companies, what are the, the things that are true and what are the things for your business that we need to focus on and, you know, lean into on the things that we're great at, things that we have opportunity to improve. So we always start with the 360, which helps us create a strategic plan. And that plan, we then help you implement, we help you execute. You know, we don't want that plan sitting on a shelf somewhere. We want to help you really execute that in 90 day sprints. So um, that's a big, thing that we do with companies and that's really where companies see a lot of growth and traction right is you know figuring out where are we taking the company how do we actually help um, execute that activate every pe person on the team to, to be able to accomplish that and then we do a lot of leadership coaching we do a lot of team coaching um, we even have a subscription coaching service where teams um, companies can um, basically allocate a couple hours a week of from one of our executive coaches, um, one of our therapists uh, to, to basically be an in-house growth mindset coach for the team. Um, then we do a lot of professional development, team building, um, that kind of stuff as well. Really, again, on healthy team, healthy culture, um, healthy growth, healthy scale. Wow. Subscription model is interesting. So yeah. In, yeah. in case anyone want to work with you, where can they find you then? Yeah, we'd love uh, for folks to visit our website, uh, intentioncollective.co. If you click on resources, we have a couple of free diagnostics, a couple of free tools, but we also offer a uh, complimentary 45-minute coaching session with one of our team members uh, to, to go over your results from the um, diagnostic and really help you just sort of step back and see uh, where, you know, think about where you want to grow and scale your company. So we'd love for folks to stop by there and uh, reach out to us on our website. So if anyone interested for um, growing and scaling company with healthy, sustainably, and also with the great culture leadership, so don't forget to check out the intentioncollective.co. So thank you so much, Seth, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. 
this episode inspire you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.